just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Another week. Always. How's it going? Oh, not too bad. You? Pretty good. Got to mow my lawn for the first time in, uh, let's see, when, when did I mow last? My daughter's birthday in early July. <laughs> it's literally the last time I mowed because it hasn't rained worth a damn here, but it's our dry season, so. Yeah. But uh, we're back. Another episode for you guys. Now that the Mandalorian miniseries is done. Today we're just probably going to shoot from the hip for you guys. I was kind of just wanted to know, like as far as as far as you personally, if you were in the Star Wars universe, like what would you want to be, of all the things you could be? I know you're going to say I would be a human, but I'm just mean. Well, like, I mean that's a given. <laughs> I mean that's realistically that's a given. I guess that's... Smuggler, a mercenary, a Jedi, bounty hunter, a scholar. That's a really hard question to answer. Isn't it? But I would say probably an unaligned Force user. I kind of... I knew you were going to say great Jedi. No, 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 no. Not a a Jedi, not a Sith. Unaligned. So like a Jelly Bindo. Never found. Just... I, I have to learn it on my own. I don't have access to the the archives. I don't have access to a teacher. I kind of just have to do it myself. And maybe I'm stuck on my planet. Maybe it's like an agricultural world. And you just kind of learn to use the force to be a a better steward of the land. So that kind of brings... That that to me seems reminiscent of Jolie Bindo from the KOTOR games. There's there's arguments. Some people say he's a gray Jedi. I disagree because he was completely unaligned. He had exiled himself. He could be considered in the realms of a gray Jedi because he was a Jedi at one point. But when he became unaligned, he was literally like dead center. But I'm kind of a mix, man. Like I, I it is a really tough question, but it's just something that's always crossed my mind. You know, growing up, I was always. Oh yeah, I'd be a Sith. I'd be super powerful. And the the more I research and study, and the more that I get into the the lore, I just don't know if being a Sith would be fun. Constantly oh, absolutely. Watching your back. There would be downsides. Always, but I I just mean in terms of of in terms of always having to be vigilant of what's going on around you. Right. If I really had to pick, though. I, I, I'd probably want to be a, not a bounty hunter, but like a mercenary, like a force-using mercenary. See, and I was fairly careful with what I picked because I, I just want to be a force-wielder. I don't want to be aligned to the Jedi or the Sith mm-hmm. because you don't have to be really heavily trained to have a feeling. Like, like Anakin. Darth Bane before he got found. Right, or Anakin before he got found. Hmm. He was this amazing pod racer. Why? Because he could kind of see what was going to happen, sort of, in a gut feeling sort of way. Yeah. And I think regardless of what you decide to do in the galaxy, that is probably the most overpowered superpower there is. You mean not having a dogmatic system to go behind or not having some kind of formal teaching? No, just being lucky. I, I agree. No, I am agreeing with you because I'm... From the Darth Bane books, before he was Bane, he was known as Dez was his name, D-E-S. 
and he worked in the mines with his father. He always had like these suspicions. He would always win at the Pazak and the Sabak tables. Yep. Because he, but he never knew it was the force. He was just lucky. Yeah. And he would always win these fights against people. And then when he joined the military, the Sith military, he was a sergeant of a special forces squad. And he would like, he had hundreds of confirmed kills from using sniper rifles and just having this intuition. It was the force, naturally, but he was super gifted. Right. It was luck. It was just luck. But that's kind of where I'm agreeing with you. For me, I, I, I'd want to be a force user, but I'd, I'd want to utilize it as like a mercenary. See, and I don't know, I, I don't know what I'd want to do, mercenary or bounty hunter or just some random farmer or whatever. <laughs> but whatever you do as a force sensitive, you're going to be incredibly good at. Yeah. Whether that's being a mercenary or a bounty hunter, you have that that added benefit of a little bit of precognition, just that that feeling of, of yeah, maybe I should put my head down. Yeah. Or maybe I should run. Whatever it is. But even if you're just a farmer, like, oh, I have a feeling that it's not going to rain for a while, so I should water the crops. Or it's... Raiders might show right, up or Raiders, something. you know, I yeah. have a bad feeling, so I just, you know, I, I have a bad feeling, so I grab my blaster. Yeah. Whatever it is, you're going to have a huge benefit. But would you want to have a lightsaber at that point? Or would you just be okay I don't with... think it'd matter. I just mean... For me as a mercenary, if if I had that intuition from the guidance from the force without actually being properly trained, you know, if I was strong enough, I wouldn't have to. But it would be kind of cool to be a mercenary with a lightsaber. That'd be kind of fun. As like a last resort, you know, because most of the super powerful Jedi and Sith, they don't necessarily have to be trained in the force to be able to use the force. Right. And that's a given. That's a given fact, whether it's in books or in the movies and TV shows. I just and as a mercenary, I'd, I'd get to travel the galaxy wherever there's work. Well, and for me, I think the easiest part of that is just being a common person, mm. because you don't have to worry about the Sith hunting you down or the Jedi hunting you down or oh, that depends on what competing. You well, no, <laughs> you don't. If you're just somebody who has force sensitivity, unless they find you... But like the Inquisitors. Like, if you were in the Galactic Civil War time, Darth Vader's Inquisitors would have been searching for all force units. Yes, but how would they find you if you're just some dude? Because they have ways of finding force users. I mean, they track them all across the galaxy. And and even in the uh, even in the TV shows recently released, how do they do so? Well, the, the Jedi give themselves away because they yeah. they can't help but help others but it's also palpatine. if you're just a random dude out on the outer rim they're not gonna find you yeah it's true i'll give you that i mean obi-wan was able to hide for almost a decade at that point and he was straight found. up a, a, a strong jedi yeah but that's just something that crossed my mind as i was mowing today i, I was i was just thinking <laughs> Because there's so many different things. You can, and not just in the Star Wars universe, but Lord of the Rings, The Witcher, Mass Effect, Halo. All the different galaxies that we cover. There's just so many options. And everyone always thinks of the prominent ones. You know, oh, I'd be a Jedi or I'd be an elf or I'd be a, I'd be a Romulan or whatever. It's just there's right, so, so much. So 
But for you and I to be able to, because I kind of had a feeling you were going to do that, but... I, I don't even need to be that powerful. I don't know if you saw me picking mercenary as one, though. Oh, absolutely. You did? Okay. <laughs> a mercenary or a bounty hunter. Um, you don't even need to be that powerful if you're Force-sensitive. True. You have to be powerful if you're being trained. Otherwise, you're going to die in your first lightsaber combat. Yeah. But if you just have a vague intuition and you're just a lucky dude, keep your head down, you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question. What would you want to be in Lord of the Rings? Oh, boy. Um, kind of, you got me on that one. Uh, <laughs> there's like four different things that popped up. I think the obvious one is a hobbit. Uh, eh, I, I, I Honestly, I'd probably pick a Numenorian. What era? Yeah, first. Okay. Before they got completely screwed over. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's not a bad choice, but... Yeah. I just... I, a wizard would be cool, but at the same time, I feel like it wouldn't, because the the entire story of Lord of the Rings... You're so limited. Exactly. Not just your limitations, but if you don't establish yourself as powerful or having connections, you're worthless. Right. I mean, look at what happened to Bradagast. He wasn't worthless, but he had to exile himself because he didn't know how to communicate, how to hold contact. Gandalf was really the only person. Gandalf and Sauron were the only two that he was yeah. kind of in league with. Basically, well, I mean, there was also uh, the the bear shapeshifter. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, yeah. Shapeshifter would be cool. That'd be all right. Everyone um, would want to hunt you down, though. So I, I have a couple of, of obvious ones. I think, obviously, a hobbit. Why, because you're anxiety-free? <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. Life is so simplistic when you you're... just You just live in a hole in the ground, and you eat 18 times a day. And you farm. And, and you go to parties, fish. and you just enjoy life. Yeah. Now, I think... A peasant's life. That's not necessarily for me. The other one that I would be interested in is the Rangers of the North. Mm, from Rune or farther north? Uh, Aragon's tribe. I believe they were from Rune. Think Rune's farther east. I think they were mainly out of the northwest. So they were even further north than Rune is what you're talking about. Probably. Rune um, is northeast. They, they were out of the, the fallen kingdom of... Ang, no, not Angmar. Um, Eriador. Yeah, Eriador. Um, but they were basically centered around the Shire area. But think about it. You're you're just you're just a wild man. Like you just go out, live off the land, live off the land, hunt down goblins, hunt down wolf packs, live off the land, have a decent life. Yeah, it's a hard life, but a decent life. Yeah, but you'd have a skill set. You have a skill set, yeah. and also you have friendly ties with the with the elves. Extremely. You have friendly ties with the dwarves. You have friendly ties with basically everyone. And it's hard to have friendly ties with the dwarves. And you get to live till like 250 years old. That's true. Well, so, because they're... they're Numenorians. Blessed, exactly. They're, they're of the Numenorians. Um, although I do think it would be fun to be some of the more epic or uh, mythical beings. You know, the dwarves would be kind of cool. I don't think I could... It'd be a ton of work. It depends on your status, though. Are yeah. you a soldier? Are you a miner? I don't you think it royalty? matters. I think they're all going to be a ton of work. 
Now, if you say dwarf, which of the seven tribes would you want to be from? Oh, probably Durin's tribe from under... The Lonely Mountain? No. I'm thinking pre-Fall of Moria. Oh, so like pre-Balrog. Yes, wow. from from the, the, the great days of the dwarves. So Balin's lineage then. Uh, is it Balin? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. His lineage originated from there. Yeah. And they, when they came in, if memory serves, when they came into contact with Thorin's lineage, then they became subservient as like their advisors. Hmm. I think. I don't remember. But I don't remember way, that whole story. I think that would be cool. If you want to talk mythical creatures. Like even just forging Mithril would be really interesting that would actually be pretty cool i i in terms of mythical creatures would in lord of the rings era at least would i'd like to be a balrog no (laughs) well no because in in the you live for thousands of years well you're immortal you have fire forged weapons yeah anything you want to conjure up forged fire yeah, except for this whole thing where it ended very, very poorly, very, very early in the in the middle uh, Middle Earth history for them. There's only a couple of them left because they sided with uh, Sauron and Morgoth, mm-hmm. and kind of got their faces stomped into the the non-existence. Pretty Save hardcore. A Save a few. And the few that survived are basically trapped underground so far that they never see the light of day again. they were exiled. Uh, they exiled themselves. Well, yes and no. After the battle, the fortress of Morgoth was basically put into ruins. And the tunnels that were underneath the planet were where they were locked when that was ruined. Mm-hmm. And so the only reason we have a Balrog in the books is because the dwarves delved deep enough to find those tunnels and unlock those those hidden chambers. Exactly. So for a so, couple of thousand years, you'd have been wandering around alone in the dark, miserable. But that's what Balrogs don't need companions. I mean, they, they thrived on companionship pre-war, but even then... They, kind of. They weren't really... Evil in they a weren't sense. Necessarily, they were demonic. Right. They weren't necessarily companionship based, but they they did thrive on competition. Well, yeah, they had their own culture as well. And if you're alone in a tunnel for a couple thousand years, no matter whether or not you're a social creature or not, you're gonna go crazy. That's why I think that Balrog that Gandalf found. When they went down there, the goblins stirred it up. The Balrog was like, ooh, people. Yep. Things but, to fight. Yeah. Majestics. I, I wouldn't want to be an elf, though, honestly. The only other... And it's hard to say in Lord of the Rings. I think the only other one that competes with a ranger would be... Gondorian. A Gondorian mm-hmm. from after the fall of... Uh, Sauron. After uh, the Battle of the Black Gates. Oh, so the Fourth Age. No, no, no. Like early first Battle of the Black oh, Gates. Early, so before the before the pre Third Age, Second Age, like 
early second age. So before they sided with the elves. Like, um, okay, so when, when you see... There's about four different times that they tried to fight. So. Right. Um, so right after the the battle where Isildur loses his... Or uh, gains the ring. Okay. So he cut, you know, strikes down Sauron, takes the ring. They build up. That was the end of the Second Age. Was that the end of the Second Age or the First? Second Age. Second Age. So, I'm thinking because the, the 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 Age of the Ring is the Third Age. I'm thinking just just for the fact that at this point Gondor is immensely powerful. Mm-hmm. They built uh, Minas Tirith, Minas Ithil, Osgiliath, Osgiliath, um, all of these grand places. Before yeah. it was evil. And that's the one I'm going for. Yep. Uh, living in an uncorrupted environment, I guess, for lack of a better yeah, term. Yeah, environment. Untainted. Yes, before they corrupted... Uh, I believe it was Minas Ithil before it was uh, Minas Morgul. But you would have access to, like, the stair. You would have access to some of the most beautiful landscapes in the... Pelennor Fields? Pel- well, not just the Pelennor Fields, but even the, the the land that the rangers of Gondor were in. Um, Ithilin? That is just beautiful landscape. Forests and... Mountain ranges. Mountain ranges and rivers and wildlife. Beautiful surroundings. That'd be... And if you were high enough into the Gondorian society, you could basically just travel the entire realms and see beautiful things, live in lavish places, enjoy life. Yeah. And even if you're not, even if you're common soldiery, you could be posted anywhere from a port to us, Gileath, to Minas Tirith, to Minas Ithil, to the the tower that overwatches Mordor, all the way up to the statues on the river. Is that uh, not um, Baradur? That's the tower that watches over that, isn't it? Baradur. That got taken over by the orcs. I think so. I don't remember what its original name was. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. But that would be really... I just... I'm not sure which one would be better, and I honestly think it might be the Rangers of the North. Well, yeah, you're furthest away from... Well, no, you have the Eastermen to worry about. Oh, you've got a ton of things to worry about. Yeah, I just mean in terms of... Peaceful life, Shire. Yeah. Well, yeah. Peaceful life, Shire. Or elves. Or elves, yeah. But they had some rough goings-on, too. But they, they took that on themselves, though. Most of the time, yeah, but yeah. like they went after the the dragons of the north. That was that was not an easy fight. It was not a smart fight. Made either. it. Oh, they won. Made smog. Those dragons made smog look like an ant. I know. I know. It's so funny you say that because I think about that too. The only reason smog's as powerful as he is is because he's one of the last dragons alive. Yep. Like if the other dragons were alive, it'd be like Alduin from the Skyrim Elder Scrolls series. Oh, the world eater. No, I just mean in terms of the power. other dragons, power, power level. Smog would like, not have like <clears throat> if if all of the other dragons had lived into that age, 
Smog would have taken the mist, the, the Lonely Mountain and been slapped aside by some other dragon just instantly. Oh, like, if you've ever seen a scale of the dragons of Middle-earth, it's like, here's Smog and he looks really big, and then it zooms out, and it's like comparing an X-Wing to a Star Destroyer. <laughs> the other dragons. It's like parking a Volkswagen Beetle on top of an aircraft carrier. But what's really cool is that those were, they were serpentine dragons. Some of them, yeah. They weren't all medieval Northern European style dragons. They were more serpentine, kind of, kind of reminiscent of um, Oriental dragons. There was actually a lot of different types of dragons in Lord yeah. of the Rings before the elves hunted them to extinction. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many different things in the universe that, in in between galaxies, whether that's fantasy or science fiction. I've just always had, like, even growing up, I've always had a knack for, like, a certain clique or a group, as does every kid. Well, you're, you're, drawn, you're drawn to one or the other. Yeah, but even as an adult now, it's I read a book and characters or tribes or races of different beings I always had ties with as a kid, they changed over time. Because I learned to appreciate and kind of broaden my horizons in terms of different characters and different abilities. I think the worst thing to be in Lord of the Rings would be an elf. An elf? Really? Yeah. I think an orc. No. Or not, or a goblin. Nope. Oh, yeah. Goblin? All you do is fight and eat and do whatever. Yeah, but have you seen the living conditions? You're a goblin. You don't care. Right. I'm just saying in terms of living your life to the fullest... Uh, You're either a hunter or a fighter. That's about it. Here's the thing about that I have about elves. How long does it take to master something? Well, it's a good thing they live for a long uh, time. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Okay. Why are elves so good with a bow? Because they have a thousand years to perfect it. Well, they just have they have eagle eyes. They have that too. Yeah. There's a lot of benefits. But why are they so good at drawing a bow, putting lots of shots out, so good at fighting, so good at, you know, warfare, so good at cooking, so good at singing? Because they're bored. You live to 3,000 years old, you are are so bored (laughs) that you have to master every task you physically can. Oh, I'm going to, I've mastered everything else. I'm going to go learn how to be a blacksmith 500 years later. That would but be then look at what they can awful. do. Look at what they can do with all that training and knowledge, though. But look at look at it from the other route of why do it? Uh yeah. There's merit to that argument. I still think I would be so miserable. I don't know. I think the limitation of man's lifespan is a great boon. Well, it's just like in our time, you know, it gives you something to work for and to make a name for yourself and to gives you a reason to work hard. Live your life to the fullest essentially. Elves, I agree, they have a difficult time finding their potential. And then when they finally do find their potential, they're 2, 3, 4, 500 years old, and that's the only potential that they've mastered. Right. Could you imagine being 1500 years old and looking around at humans who are equally as good at you as you at building but then they die but they're 250 (laughs) years old and they're as good as you 
or they're 40 years old and their blacksmiths are better. Well, no, their blacksmiths are not even... I'm talking Numenorians. Okay, I was going to say, when you said 250 years old, I was... When I I talk about equal craftsmanship in humans, I'm talking Numenorians. 250. They're the the only ones that can match an elvish skill set because they have been blessed. But look at the black stone around the... But Aragon wasn't a Numenorian, and he was... Yeah, he was. He's a Numenorian. He died at 80. No, he didn't. He was 80 in the films. He dies oh, at 250 right. as yes, king. That's right. I He's forgot. Numenorian. No, I... He's yeah. literally the descendant of the last Numenorian kings, I, Cameron. I know, I know. I feel dumb now. <laughs> but you have, like, the Numenorians... That was with... Elrond's vision. He was trying to cheat... Um, yes, his daughter out of living with him and he was telling her like he's gonna die at 80 years old yep well he was basically saying he's gonna die in this war but you have the Numenorians who if you read the books instead of watching the movies the wall around movies don't do Numenorians justice no but if you if you if you look at the walls around Minas Tirith the bottom wall is actually the same black stone that makes up Sauron's tower Mm -hmm. and it actually makes up several structures in the world that is a Numenorean creation we don't know what it is we don't know what it's made of we don't know how they made it but it is ridiculously durable well yeah and it is ridiculously strong it is there are no seams in it so it's not like they made it and stacked it. They had to make it in the shape it was in. I'm trying to think of the name of... Can you of... imagine being a 1500 or 2000 year elf and being showed up by a bunch of 150 year old humans? Orthanc was the name of his tower. Orthanc, yeah. But... Um, so I think being an elf would be incredibly boring, incredibly dull, incredibly miserable. I mean, for the first thousand years, yeah, it'd be awesome. But then you're just, out of sheer boredom, you're mastering blacksmithing. (laughs) Out of sheer boredom, you're mastering warfare. It's true. Like, you're not doing it because there's a war. You don't believe there's going to be a war if you live in Rivendell. Like, you're doing it because there's literally nothing nothing else else to do. Yeah. What about... You're heavily resistant to alcohol, so it's not like you're going to have a fun (laughs) night. You're not going to get drunk. That's why they make their alcohol super strong. And the only people who might be able to drink a drink with you are the dwarves, and they hate your guts because you're an elf. Yeah. Bad blood. What about from Halo? None of the above. Forerunner. None of the above. I'm picking Forerunner. Floodspore. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jerk. Um, no, Halo... Halo's a unique case. I think I'd prefer to just stay where I am as compared to anything else. If I had to choose, human all the way. I know, but what as a human? It doesn't matter. A human's better than anything else. You really think humans are better than the Forerunners? Humans are better than everything. I'm a human supremacist. I know you are. <laughs> I'm a misogynist, human supremacist pig. Though I'm more than that. <laughs> <laughs> For the viewers, Phil. For the viewers. <laughs> um, I, I would say Forerunner just for the fact that they're, to me, now take this with a grain of salt, they're very reminiscent of elves in Halo's universe. They live for thousands of years. They're super intelligent. 
They've attained a martial prowess beyond any of the other races in the galaxy. They get pistol whipped in the end, yeah. By whom? Uh, Flood, isn't it? Yeah, but the Flood consumed everything. Um, yeah, and I don't really want to live in a in a galaxy where everything gets consumed <laughs> cyclically. It's the same reason I don't want to be in, I don't a know... parasitic organism? Well, it's the same reason I don't want to be in the... Uh, Mass Effect Mass universe. Effect universe. Okay, but the Reapers come every, like, 50,000 years. I'd still prefer to sit my butt on Earth. If you had the small... The, 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 if the, I must choose... The minuscule chance of not being in the Reaper's timeline. If I must choose... In Halo, I'm gonna go for Spartan. Don't care. If you weren't in the time of the Flood... Well... Say you're in a peaceful era in Halo. Spartan. Spartan. Spartan 1, Spartan 2, Spartan 3, don't care. I'd pick a Spartan 5. Don't care. Just kidding. No, Spartan 3s are the way... I, I, I couldn't care less because at that point I at least get to die gloriously and, and taking as much flesh if out of you the get enemy to as die, possible. <laughs> those suits are pretty impenetrable. They are. They are. But if you're a ODST, that's gonna suck. Well, yeah, you're you're common if you're common civilian, you're you're definitely gonna die. <laughs> like like even Earth wasn't safe. You're you're not making it. Uh... Um, if you're a member of the Covenant, you're in a cult that wants to end the galaxy. Well, pre-Covenant, though. <laughs> we're just talking Broods, Grunts, Sanghelis before the joining. What are the little raptor ones? Oh, I never remember their names. Yeah, they're... I don't know. Um, I suppose... Probably Grunt. Out of those. Mm. Just because they're the laziest. Like, they have the most chilled life. There's a bit of a pattern for Philip, in case you haven't noticed. Hobbits. <laughs> I just Eating, want... drinking, living an easy life. Farmers in the Star Wars universe. I just want to now enjoy life. Now he's picking life. a grunt. <laughs> I just want to enjoy life. If you're going to force me into Halo, I'm going to be a Spartan, because no, I'm going to be the I, most amazing I, thing possible. I get where you're coming from. Everyone wants to pick the cliché... You know, oh, I'd be a Jedi or Sith, or I'd be an elf like Legolas. Or right, I get it. That's why I want to converse with you about this because <laughs> I'm the same way as you. I'm not gonna pick the linear ones. You know, see, and it's weird. I I love a challenge. Aside from Forerunner, well, I feel like not a lot of people give the Forerunners credit. I don't know. I think mean, it's just me. I. It's probably because they're like full of themselves. Yeah, but they. They, they, they have every right to be. Their pride is warranted. They I created mean, the galaxy, essentially, a second time. Think about it. After they took that power from who? Okay, they did take it from the precursors. I mean, they really, but, they kind of inherited what they had. But... They did win. They make they made use of it. That's the difference. The precursors were still... So give it to the grunts and they'll do the same thing. <laughs> I mean, to a degree. I mean, when you're usurping the power of the people who actually did it, eh, I lose respect. But is that why you lose, then you should lose respect for Plagueis? Yeah, absolutely. Or not Plagueis, Palpatine. Oh, yeah, stole everything from Plagueis. Him too. Plagueis was the one that was the mastermind. He came up with everything, and they all built off of Bane. I guess. 
If you like no grunt, yeah, it's your I answer. Basically, I'm no, no, I'm basically guaranteed in the Halo universe to die. Because if you're any member of the Covenant species, you're gonna get, you're gonna die. You're gonna get thrown into a battle somewhere. Other than maybe a Sangheili, maybe. Yeah, Sangheili would be pretty cool. But for me, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna die, and I'm gonna die because like the Covenant was wiping out world after world, glassing. Yeah, uh, they glassed half of what Africa. I. I'm gonna go for Spartan because at least then I can like <laughs> kick some butt before I go. You might survive the glassing too, depending on what armor you have. Right. Um, wow. As far as if I had to pick like one of the alien species, either Grunt or early Forerunner. Like. That's the era I'm talking about for Forerunners when they were still a prominent society. Oh, I- I'm talking like. Right after the war, when they're the prominent society, but I also don't have to worry about war or famine or anything else. I or can the just flood. just do what I do, and then die. Yeah, I mine still remains the same. I would pick a forerunner. I just don't like aliens. Their weapons are just. I just don't like aliens. I know you don't. You xenophobe. That too. <laughs> Keep going. What about, so Mass Effect, you said you wouldn't have picked something. I wouldn't want to. I, I love the idea of non, Mass Effect. Non-Reaper era. Okay. Human. What kind? Would you be a specter? Would you be a soldier? Would you be a diplomat? Again, like Star Wars and every other, there's so many options. Lazy? <laughs> no, then be a politician. A diplomat. <laughs> You're pretty good about arguing and BSing your way around. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know, I know. I'd probably go diplomat just because you're more likely to get the chance to travel, see other worlds, see space. As a soldier, you're going to be sitting in a tin box when you travel. You'll see what the battlefield looks like. Basically, anything else, you're going to stay stationary and stagnant. I'd go Spectre, for sure. That's ah, a lot of responsibility. You're going to have to do a What's lot not? of paperwork. No, it's not that much responsibility. It's a lot of paperwork. Look at what Saren did. There's going to have to be a lot of paperwork. Dude, okay, I would... There's no way there's that big of a bureaucracy I would no paperwork. Definitely. I would play Spectre for like a decade. Then I would just go rogue like Saren. Just go to all these other planets, do all this merc work. You see, and my entire goal... Marry a harem of Asari. My women. entire goal would probably be to be a politician or a diplomat. I would have one of every and color. And eventually colonize a world that nobody knows about. <laughs> See? You can have fun with it. It could be fun. Just don't do what Saren did and bring the Geth back. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm going far crazier than that. Like, I'm going to colonize my world, and then I'm just going to go ahead and, like, armor plate the entire planet. Orbital bombardment style. Biotics or no biotics? Doesn't matter to me. I, I would definitely have biotic implants. I, I think that would make to. it so much easier. It would make it so much more fun. Yeah, that too. But, like, go ahead and colonize a world, put a colony ship together, and then accidentally it flies off course in the wrong direction. You don't know where oh, you're no. at. Oh, Pirates know. are taking over. Right. And then <laughs> land on a world, colonize a world. Nobody knows you exist anymore. Yep. Put yourself up some, like... Ground-based 
being a specter, you would have the power to make yourself known as like deceased, KIA. Yep. So you could put in the system your KIA, even though you're not. So just, the council can't track you down. But just build a fortress world, and then start colonizing worlds from there. And I'm talking like seven thousand are ground to space batteries. I'm talking orbital weapons platforms. Carrying I'm talking, ships. yeah, major major warships. Like, oh, it has a moon. Well, the entire moon is covered in lasers. Like, oh, it has six moons. Each one of those is <laughs> right. And and just build an empire based on living as long as possible and defeating the Geth, defeating the the Reapers, defeating whoever you have to defeat. Seeing, I would become a specter. I would go rogue and go renegade. I'd be so tyrannical. I would. I would marry. I would marry an Asari. Naturally, of course, you know, because sorry, humans only. They can intensify a lot of things. Uh, in humans life. only. And I would marry one of every color of Asari. Humans only. <laughs> that would be that would be a lot of fun being a Spectre, though. Honestly, every, you would have access to unlimited credits. Yeah, yeah, you would. Unlimited contacts, basically. And then if you had biotic implants, you could just do insurmountable amount of damage or good. Oh no, I'd be aiming to do good. I'd just also want to take over the galaxy. That's all. <laughs> but uh what was the other one I was thinking of today? Star Trek. Anything but a red shirt. Human. <laughs> I still have that shirt you were wearing when we met in college. <laughs> Stormtroopers fire every shot and miss. The red shirt still dies. <laughs> Stormtrooper misses every shot. Red shirt dies that's, anyways. That's the one. I love that. I, um, I'd have to go human in the Federation. In Star Trek. I was going to say Romulan, but I just feel like there's just too much... Everyone hates the Romulans at this point. Klingon would be fun, but I think it's mm-hmm. easily... Oh, yeah. Too archaic. Oh, dude. I do Trial love... Trial by combat. But I do duels. love Klingon phasers. They're green. Yeah. They're freaking cool. But Federation, just anybody in the Federation has access to like, Oh, no, there's a wheat shortage. Hey, uh, go ahead and duplicate us some wheat. <laughs> like, I don't think it's that simple. Like it, it, if you're a next generation, maybe. <laughs> you're basically free. Like, you don't have to work because you have a replicator. I suppose. Y- you, if you want to be an artist and spend your entire life being an artist, just replicate everything you need. I don't think... It, I really... I know, I know that's the capabilities of the replicator, but I don't think that's... I don't think that's the intended use of it. I don't care if it's the intended use. It's the actual use. Well, the actuality is they Being were they were the put Federation. on they were put on ships to be utilized for feeding the five hundred crew members on the ship in the navy. Being in the Federation would basically be living in a true post scarcity, true post like post modern. See, I don't want to say post modern. Yeah, that's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to stomach, but it'd be like living in. Almost a utopia. Almost a utopia. Because every every planet in the Federation is going to be adherent. But they don't have money. They're going to be civilized like you, to a degree. You basically... 
But that's because the Federation has provided all that stuff for them. They don't have to do anything for themselves. Well, what what really does the Federation provide? No, but my, my point is, look at, I mean, it's as simple as this. Look at the Enterprise or any Enterprise class ship. Their job is to go out and make sure that the Federation systems have everything they need. Yeah. And when they find that one planet and land on it and give them what they need, that if you're in the Federation, life is a utopia. Basically. You don't, you don't need anything. You're, everything's provided. Well, and, and even if you're not down for that and that's not your type of life, like, buy yourself a shuttle. Fly off to a, to a random place, random uninhabited world. You've got your replicator in the shuttle. And your shuttle acts as a powered, basically infinitely powered uh, home base. Replicate whatever you need. You can go survive in the woods on your own if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Like, just do whatever. I think the Klingons, the Romulans, the... The Romulans don't have it easy, though, either. I No. The Romulans, Everyone the Klingons... Everyone hates the Romulans. As compared to the Federation, everybody else sucks. <laughs> like, like Fair not just, enough. Like, even the shapeshifters from Deep Space Nine, even the... The Borg, everybody else sucks. I'm trying to think of that reptilian race from, uh, oh gosh, Deep Space Nine, when they capture that reptile renegade. I can't remember the name of their race, but I, I wouldn't mind being one of them. He's, yeah. all, he's also in the Star Trek original series. It's the one that Captain, like, Captain Kirk has to fight on that planet for the gods. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called. But they they seem pretty cool. I... I don't think there'd be a really, truly bad species to be in Star Trek. If you're in the Federation, yeah. Like, well, even if you're not, <laughs> like, the Ferengis, I think, are technically outside of the Federation. Yeah. There, it'd be a weird culture shock, but it wouldn't be bad. Um, Romulans, yeah, everybody hates you, but who, who cares? You're a Romulan. I don't know if I could do Ferengi, to be honest. I could. They're super sly and super cunning, but they're dirty. They're they that's that's just it. You'd have to live like a rogue lifestyle. You'd have to live a lifestyle. Of, Says the guy who wants to be a mercenary or a bounty hunter in Star Wars. But they're not rogue. Rogue is something completely different. What I mean by rogue is they would have to live a lifestyle in the shadows. They would have to hone their skills to be able to control people charismatically. Not necessarily. You can Mercenaries. just be a businessman. Well, yeah, and, and they, they thrive at that. But, bless you, I feel like Ferengis just, people kind of are hesitant of them because they have a sly nature. Well, they're not trustworthy. That's exactly my point. You'd want to live an entire life being untrusted by every other race, including humans? I don't know. I'm a white man, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there it is. <laughs> But how do you expect to do business as a friend if no one trusts you? I'm a white man in America, dude. This is my life. <laughs> Untrustworthy. That's funny. I'm toxic. I can't <laughs> be trusted. I'm a dirty cheat who got here off of everybody thing else. I don't know. What are they saying now? <laughs> I don't know. There's too many, <laughs> too many, for lack of a better term, <laughs> negative things that said about people. Um, I think Ferengi would be fun based on the fact that, like, 
you would grow up with zero true moral compass. Your moral yeah. compass is how much money I can make. It'd be really, really interesting to live a life where all you care about is making money, and that is considered the moral, morally acceptable thing. It's the thing. epitome. It's a moral epitome of their society. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It would be a really interesting thing to see because, yeah, we as humans, like, in a capitalist society, we believe in making money, but we're also a moralist society. There's a difference between making money and feeling like you can't have enough money. Right. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, those guys, they all made their money, and as long as they did it reasonably honestly, good for them. Mm, that's not... Now, Al Capone... I don't know if that's true when you're talking about Bill Gates, but well, we, won't, we won't go into it. Al Capone and who's the who's the cartel leader from down in Mexico, the one that keeps getting caught, thrown in prison, gets out? Oh, El Chapo? El Chapo. Like, could you imagine if it was morally acceptable in a society to just act like El Chapo? And, like, not only is it acceptable, that's like, how you get to the top of society. Like Bonnie and Clyde or... Right. Yeah. How big could you go? Well, Al Capone went pretty huge. Right. Could you imagine how huge he would have gone if you hadn't had to buy off that many politicians and police? I I mean, I see it, and that's kind of what I see from the Ferengis. It's just, for me, that just It's just interesting. No, it's, it's cool. I just, me personally, I, I wouldn't... I don't think I would be able to live that much of a dishonest lifestyle. Just because I, as far as manipulation goes when it comes to running a business. Oh, oh, that's, uh, dishonest is a bad word. The Ferengi aren't dishonest. They just take They're extra maniacally care. sly. They just take extra care, or they just take extra care to ensure that they can honestly rob you blind. Just because you didn't think about it doesn't mean it's not. I I consider that dishonesty. If you're not telling somebody... Oh, absolutely. And in our society, absolutely it is. Right, but I'm just saying... But it'd be really interesting in a Ferengi, as that is not considered immoral. I wouldn't call it immorality as much as I would charisma. They're extremely charismatic. They're sly. They're cunning. But I... Star Trek's a hard one because... Every faction, every race just constantly hates each other. You know, if you're in the Klingons, you hate the Federation. If you're a Romulan, you hate the you hate the Vulcans and the Klingons and the Federation. If you're a Federation, you hate the Vulcans and... Or not the Vulcans, the Klingons and the Romulans. I, and, that's not entirely true. I would say hate's a strong word. I would say... There's just a perpetual amount of conflict. And so exactly. long as there's an enemy that isn't the Federation, the Romulans are perfectly happy to side with the Federation so long as they still have an enemy. And I think that's a power grab more than anything. Because you have the Federation who has blown up. Like, they have a ridiculous amount of space compared to the the Romulans and the Klingons for the amount of time they've existed. Yeah. And so I think the Romulans and the Klingons are just worried. They're just afraid that the Federation, if it's allowed to keep growing, it will consume them. And it would. Absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the Federation's goal. Well, we realize that your planet isn't in the Federation. We're here to make sure that you become a part of the Federation. They say it a lot nicer than that, but the gist of their words and their intentions is, hey, 
you're not in the Federation. We're here to make you a part of the Federation. You're going to love it. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Look how utopian this is. Yeah. yeah. One of us. Exactly. Uh, but if the Borg are a threat, then the Romulans and the Klingons and the Federation can get along long enough to fight it. If there's a threat from the Delta Quadrant, then they're going to get along long enough to fight that too. Yeah. I don't know. Star Trek's just a, it's not like the other ones because it's not like the other eras that we hit in because I feel like Star Trek is so it's just so niche. It's its own world as far as moral compasses and, and guidelines and supernatural things are concerned. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of depth to it. Yeah, and not just the depth, but it's more scientific. It's not so much yeah, there's godlike beings and things, but it's not like Star Wars where you have the Force. It's not like Lord of the Rings where you have angels and demons who are gods. It's not like The Witcher or Halo or any of the other science fiction universes. This is his own thing. Star Trek is purely, to a degree, purely scientific, whether fact or fiction. So that's kind of why I said the, the Federation. Because to live in that utopian society where everything is provided for you would just be bliss. Uh, it to a, it to could a, be. To a large degree. You would still have to find some amount of suffering. Whether and meaning. I mean, well, yeah, but where do you derive meaning from? Uh, striving against, suffering through something. You'd have to find something. Which is why so many people join Starfleet. That's why so many people go out and colonize. Or that's why... Uh, Oh, what's his name from Deep Space Nine? The uh, main character from Deep Deep Space Nine. The commander? Yeah. The black guy? Riker? No, no, no. Riker's from... No, uh, Riker's from Next, Next Generation. Gen. Yeah. Well, the commander from Deep Space Nine, I believe it was, his dad back on Earth actually ran a restaurant with... Basically, their selling point was there is no... Uh, no food from a replicator. Replicator. Yeah. It's all true, organic, grown, harvested food. Yeah, it was DC Stein. I can't remember the name of the guy though. That's his choice of suffering. His choice of suffering. Now, obviously, he's not suffering, but he's ha- he's having to go through something to give himself purpose. Hmm. It's the same thing that Starfleet officers do. That's the same thing the red shirts do. They join Starfleet to give them purpose. As long as you had a purpose, it would potentially be bliss. That's my point. But if you don't have a purpose, you're just going to end up on drugs and a ditch and a gutter and That's every universe whether it's fantasy or science fiction. Yep. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. It's just it human to... nature. You have to have some form of suffering. Not just humans, I mean aliens as well. Well, I, I can't speak to aliens. I've never actually met one. Really? But I can't speak to uh, human Aren't nature. there aliens now becoming well, prevalent? Well, I, I tell you what. I will, I, will reda- I will retract that statement once I meet the founder of Facebook. <laughs> no name. <laughs> or Hillary Clinton. Or a politician in general. <laughs> well, a, a highly advanced politician. There you go. I mean, Elon Musk might be a robot. <laughs> I don't think that counts as, a, as an alien. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, I, I think it'd be really fun 
I think it would be really fun to be in Star Trek, but at the same time, it would be really dull. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I chose my words carefully about being in the Federation. I think the Federation would be really interesting, but at the same time, I think literally any other freer society would be better. Because at the end of the day, the Federation does control you. That's why you picked Klingon, then. They're probably the most free as a society as you can get. They have structure That's basically and it. organization. They, they have some structure, but mostly morals, it's like... They have theology. It's a meritocracy. Now, it's a miserable meritocracy. But yeah. you get to the top by killing people. I mean, yeah. being better at killing. Being better at captaining. Being better at whatever you do. autocracy at that point. Uh, kind of. But you can challenge your, your superior. So if you believe you're better, then it's kind of a merit. See, they're like Mandalorian. It's weird. But at the end of the day, I, I want to live in a society where I can actually have a warship and, and do my thing. Yeah. Like, it, realistically, if I was in Star, Star Wars Galaxy, all I'd want is a light speed capable fighter. Don't care what type. Whether that's a Naboo fighter or an X-Wing or insert fighter here. I just want to be able to do what oh, I want. What's the name of Kyle Katarn's fighter? The Falcon, I think. Oh, I couldn't care less. I think it's the Falcon, but his his Starfighter is the sweetest ship ever. I well, Slave One is cool. I really, really like Django Fett's Slave One. Millennium Falcon's just iconic. Yeah, yeah, the Corellian class Falcons, the T series, are really cool. I'd probably pick the Slave One or uh, Kyle Katarn's ship. I, I I'd want. I'd want a fighter. But at the end of the day, I think the way to go is a small freighter. I have to look this up real quick. I think the way to go is a small freighter because it just gives you so many options. Like, yeah, the Millennium Falcon's not heavily armed, but how hard is it to really, really Raven's some... Raven's Claw. Raven's Claw. That's Kyle Katarn's ship. But it's not that hard to add some weapons to a ship, and it is really hard to add cargo to a fighter. So, I mean, I just want to live in a, if I'm going to choose, I want to live in a society that I get to choose what I do. I, I, the Federation kind of just, you do as you're told. Yeah, I, I don't because know. Because. Star Trek's not really a galaxy I'd want to be in, to be honest with you. I don't think so. No. I, I really don't think so. Like, every other galaxy in fantasy world has its own ways of you getting... Oh, there's a bunch I don't want anything to do with. Here's the thing. I would rather be in the Mass Effect world during the Reaper era than any point in Star Trek, because Star Trek has so many unknown variables. I don't mind... At least in the Reaper era in Mass Effect, I know I was going to be turned into a Reaper. You know? I, don't, I don't mind the unknowns in Star Trek. The thing that always bothers me with any of those is having both purpose and comfort. Comfort in terms of what? Well, not having to dig a hole every time you want to use the bathroom. 
I don't think you'd have comfort as a ranger of the north in Lord of the Rings. He's some. You'd have some comfort. There are alcoves. Some co- comfort in, in knowing that you would have the skills to live a long, blessed life. Right. I just... A degree of non-misery. No. Now, Star Trek, the Federation does that really well. They do that really well. You're not going to be miserable in any way, shape, or form. We have everything you need, including the drugs, to make you feel better. Again, why I chose the Federation for my choice. The Federation, it would be hard to find purpose. It would be very easy to not find purpose in the Federation. Yeah. It would be very easy to never, to live your entire life without ever actually feeling a drive. What about, oh, you don't know that much about The Witcher. Did you did you watch the show? Some of it. There's two seasons out now, dog. If you like Lord of the Rings, and dude, you like, it's summer. I don't even have time to watch Star Wars. You do have time. You have to make the time. That's how life works. Yes, and I made the time to feed myself this week. So <laughs> so did I. I went to work. But... Some of us work longer days than the federal wages allow. Hmm. Well, I earned my federal wages now, so... Did, did you? No, because I... Did you I, really? I told myself I was going to hang up the hood when I started becoming a welding instructor, but for some reason, I still have to pull out my hood every now and again and show people how to weld. <laughs> Hence the title, Welding Instructor. I probably did more welding this week than you did. <laughs> you probably did, and did I love it. beads about this long. <laughs> Tell you what, I am loving it. No, I'm not the one getting burned. I get to point and laugh at other people getting burned. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did uh, my years, kid. I actually, I... <sighs> Bad day yesterday. Uh-oh. One of, the, one of the chickens got out. Dog got it by the neck. Oh, no. Yeah, it lived. It'll be all right. Whose dog? Spotty. My, my folks' dog. Oh, no. Um, he's such a, He's not that bad of a dog. I no, he's a great dog. Him. Yeah. It just, chicken got out and looked tasty, I guess. Was it a rooster at least? Yeah. Good, now your dad doesn't have to complain about the roosters going on. Oh no, he lives, he lives. <laughs> he, he lives. Um, Not for much longer. Oh, he'll be fine. <laughs> he, he fought off the dog pretty effectively. Of course he did, he's a rooster. Um, There's so a I, reason that rooster fights are illegal in the U.S. So I went to get some rocks to put down around their, their enclosure, you know, put some rocks down, mm-hmm. pack some dirt, get it sealed up, get it, you know, reseeded. Yeah. Do what you do with chickens. And we came around, I was sitting in the trailer, behind the four-wheeler, he came around to turn onto a hill. Trailer went over. I went down the hill at about 40 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, had to weld up the trailer. So that's this is probably the first time I've actually picked up a welder in about six months. Because you did it. Uh, no, yeah, he did that, it. He oh. was driving. I was in the trailer. I was at the bottom of the so, hill. So why are you welding? He had places to be and I needed it fixed. Mm-hmm. Plus, I wanted it to look good. Um, yeah, it's a better welder than you. What are you talking about? It depends on the day. Yeah, it does. I'll give you that. He's hit or miss. <laughs> um, his welds always hold. But... That's a good thing. Right? Well, only if you need them to hold when you want them to break. <laughs> um, I guess I can evenly say that the only one that has no question in my mind is I would not want to live in the Warhammer 40K universe in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. Really? 
Yes. Oh, I'm not surprised. Not even a piece. Like, like, not even higher echelons of, like, the most powerful of powerful. No. No, none of them. And that's basically because... The whole galaxy is constantly at war. Like there is that. never at peace. There is that. And it's at war with unreality. It, uh, it's yeah, at war with demons. That, that's... Okay, yeah, the paranormal, but you're... I feel like it's the same reason you wouldn't want to be in the Mass Effect universe. It's constantly a war. You don't have a choice but to live. I don't mind and then war. Die. I don't like the idea of exterminatus. Like you're living your life, and somebody <laughs> pisses off the wrong guy, and all of a sudden your planet's blown up. <sighs> that's Mass Effect for you. Like that's not okay. That's Warhammer for you. That's why I don't want to be in Halo. Halo for <laughs> pretty much every science fiction universe we know that that is the life. Oh my gosh, life is good. Oh no, there's a giant thing in the sky and we're all But it happens it happens so much more in 40k. Yeah. Like the the weapon carried by the heavy infantry, the the space marines is a grenade launching pistol. Yeah, okay. Like a 40 mic mic. I know what a 40 mic mic is. Pistol, full auto. No. Not cool. <laughs> I do not want to be soup. It's a it's a higher rate of fire than the forty mic mics too. <laughs> I don't want to be soup. I want to live. Yeah, well, you don't have a choice in the forty k universe. Uh, the only thing that may make me reconsider that is if I could be a Tau, like a human in the Tau worlds, because they're like space communists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the name Tau, it's uh, not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it would be really fun if you were, because they are just the most normal. Like, yeah. they actually have faith in the universe. They they don't automatically assume that you have to genocide everything. <laughs> like, oh, it's alien, genocide it. That's most of 40k. Yeah, 30k for that matter. That's most of Warhammer. I mean, yeah. maybe the Tau, but even that, you'd be living under communism, which would suck. What about D&D? Not picking your character, but, like, where where would you want to come from? I don't know. I don't know. That's a really tough one, because, quite frankly, I think I could play every single, every single region, every single character, and be just as enthralled by that game as, as when I started. Uh, literally anything. But what about not just playing the game, but if you had to be enveloped in, in the world? Anything. Really? Anything? Yeah. I don't think there's one that's better than the others, and that speaks be to a, its balance. I'd want to be a tavern master. Lich King. Can't pick the most OP thing, though. <laughs> of course I can't. You said anything. No, kobolds sound pretty cool. Uh, it would be kind of fun to be... It would be kind of fun to be a vampire. I think that's true in any... Well, I wouldn't say... Uh, D&D has some, some special mechanics for vampires that actually makes it pretty interesting. Uh, namely, that you can basically hibernate. Yeah, like uh, Westgate Regent. And so, like, you, you could live your life for a hundred years, give or take, in, in a region. Do your thing. Yeah, you'd have to eat some people, but so be it. <laughs> I mean, thus is the way. Um... If you're in Skyrim, you can just lock humans up in a cage and then feed when you're hungry. <laughs> right, right. And I'm sure you can do that in, in Dungeons & Dragons, too. Yeah. But, like, oh, people are starting to catch on to I might be a vampire. All right, well, I'm going to go hibernate for a thousand years while they forget. 
Kobold would be pretty cool. Like a dragon knight. Yeah. But, no, just uh, wanted to give you guys a quick fun episode for once. Then we were lazy and wanted to just talk. Yeah, we typically always give you guys kind of a premise for an episode. There's a title and we have some some form of, I don't want to say an outline, but we pick a topic and we roll with it. But today was just kind of shooting from the hip. Felt kind of good. I liked it. Yeah. But, as always... uh, Hit us up at our email, hiveascummyvillains at gmail.com. Keep it cool wherever you are. Good luck if you're in California. and uh, Or pretty much anywhere but the Midwest, because let's face it, the Midwest is awesome. Yeah, Midwest is the best, baby. Although it is hot. Yeah, it does get pretty hot. <laughs> and it gets pretty cold in the winter, too. <laughs> I think we really need to have a serious, in-depth conversation about how stupid the Death Star was. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's all we got for you folks we'll see you next week have a good one